Uh, are, are you going with quarantine facial hair? Yes, but I shaved here because Tara said on my chin. Because one, I've always wanted like a Civil War era mutton stash hair. One. Two, Tara goes, these uh, hairs are pricking me when you kiss me. So mm -hmm. I was like, done. Oh <laughs> and then gosh. she went, no, no. What I meant was <laughs> shave the whole thing. Got to be specific, Tara. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for being the first person on any type of Zoom or Hangout call to notice because I've just been like, hello. Uh, well, it's. I mean, I, I saw you and Tara on Zoom on Tuesday, but I guess, um, you know, it was smaller because there were many people on the yes. Zoom. Um, and really, what's really distracting on Zoom with you is the backgrounds that you pick because they are constantly changing. So. Well, yes, because they they match the theme of the round. I yeah. thought you'd enjoy that. Oh, oh, I guess they did, didn't they? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, when you're when you're the host of trivia, you got a lot going on. You got on. so much going on, absolutely, <laughs> especially in that trivia. My goodness. That's I'm also why... drinking a Bloody Mary because why not? Yeah, time is a flat circle. So. Oh. Um, I, I nod. I'm drinking um, just ice water here. Uh, I, I find living alone during the quarantine means I really have to keep myself from just constantly pouring a glass of wine and opening a beer. Yeah. No, like, I, when I say this, Tara isn't, like, judging me, like, sitting there like, ah, 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 whenever I do anything. But just the other person in the room makes me makes me go, yeah, I shouldn't, like, eat the whole bag of Funyuns. I shouldn't do, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Um, what you just need is a full-length mirror, like, put in a spot so you can, like, look at yours and be like, oh, oh, what, and then you remember. Wasn't it, like, I think it's J-Lo who used to eat most of her meals in her home naked to, like, remind herself that, like, everything she was eating would, like, end up on her body? I mean, I don't know if the answer is yes or no, <laughs> but if, it, this is one of those, like, if that was a two truths and a lie, I'd be like, well, that one's true. Yeah, I could see that. Um, also, like, maybe we should all be doing that, because J-Lo is, like, in her 50s and looks amazing. I was about to say, so, she's doing something, right? Definitely not judging. I also enjoy, appreciate about her, and that she's, she's very, uh, what's the opposite of humble? She's very proud of it. Like, she is, like, no, I work really hard. I yeah, don't yeah, eat yeah. sugar. I haven't had a drink in I don't know how long. Like, I, you know, bust my butt in the gym all the time, and it's a ton of work. And I'm like... None of it feels undeserved. Yes. It doesn't, it doesn't feel like bragging. It feels like owning it. Yeah. 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 And it also feels like credit where credit's due. She's not going to, you know... Just be like, oh, it's genetics, and I always drink eight glasses of water a day. She's like, no, it's really hard, and like I'm paid to look like this. So yes, well, it's like we're, I think we have gone so far on this podcast that now I think I was about to tell you an anecdote that we talked about. On like the anecdote, it's like I heard somewhere someone was making a joke about how Marvel should just start a gym. I think that might have been us. Was no, that us or was no, that another podcast? because I feel okay. like I don't know the words that you said. Mar I know Marvel. Marvel. Like Marvel. Well, because, like, Chris Pratt was doughy and then he looked amazed. Like, everybody oh, started goes, gym. Like, G-Y-M. Got it. Yes. yes. They should start. They should They should have a side business because they're really strapped for cash right now. Yeah. But they should start a side business of gyms. Uh, if anything, they're the trainers all those people use should start like Marvel superhero workouts where it's, I mean, obviously we can't all be Brie Larson dragging our you know trainers Jeep around with, via chains like she was doing, but did she do that? Yeah. Yeah. There's like, I mean, it's I'm not like, find that it's not like she's, uh, it's not like it's moving far, but like, no, she like gets hooked up to like her trainer's Jeep with like chains and is moving the Jeep like 
Oof. with her with her body. Um, I like her as Captain Marvel. I didn't necessarily think the movie was that great, but it's one of those movies where I'm like excited for the second one. Yes. Okay. So as you know, and as you and Joe were very excited about, I have started mm. watching the Marvel Cinematic Universe uh, during the just time. all the ones on Disney Plus. Um, yes, going chronologically, <laughs> not by release date. So like I started right. with Captain America: First Avenger, and then I watched Captain Marvel. Um, I I too was not wowed by Captain Marvel, especially. Maybe it was a bit overhyped, but lots of people were like, oh, you get to watch Captain Marvel really early on and you're like, you know, marathon, that's great. And I was like, okay. I I think it's good. I mean, it's more of the, the hallmark of having, you know, a Marvel woman run thing. And I also like that they didn't back up on certain things. Like, she was very unapologetically a superhero. She wasn't like, like... Oh, I'm sorry. Or oh, she didn't see. She's like, I have these powers, and in fact, you guys are the jerks who are holding me back. And let me show you how awesome I am. Yeah, I think that's going to be a problem going forward because now it's just like anytime the Avengers have a problem, why don't they just call Captain Marvel and they <laughs> kind of address that in Endgame? But I don't know. Well, I guess from not from the story perspective, but just from like a movie perspective. And here's where I think the flaw maybe in me binging all of these movies in short succession is they get to be very formulaic. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, I find it boring when I'm like, and now this happens, and now this happens, and now this happens, which I'm yeah. already noticing, like, you know. I'd say the only movie I don't really, because I've seen Black Panther, and I really like Black Panther, and I feel like Black Panther was not exactly formulaic like that. But we're pressing on. The next one is Iron Man and Iron Man 2, which I've seen already, but I'm going to watch again. So. so you're skipping. I guess you can't really get a hold of The Incredible Hulk. Um, well, and in, in the list I saw, The Incredible Hulk comes after Iron Man and Iron Man 2. Oh, right. I think it's technically behind Iron Man 2. There, see, that's the thing is it's like... When people tell do that and they're like, you have to watch it chronologically. It's like, no, no. You have to watch it. Like, no. Because there's stuff like, like Guardians of the Galaxy 2 only technically takes place like four months after Guardians of the Galaxy 1. Mm-hmm. But because it's like not really connected to anybody until... Infinity War, it doesn't really matter. Mm. Anyway, um, I actually found... Uh, here's... The first thing is... I, I, You're right. These movies are formulaic. I like the formula. I'm also a big comic book fan, so I'm just like, what's your take on the formula? Black Panther felt very formulaic to me, but there was so much interesting about the characters and the world they were introducing that was so new and mm-hmm. interesting. This kind of what do they call it, like, Afrofuturism. Yeah. And uh, the guy, Winston Duke, who plays M'Baku, the guy who's, like, the head of the gorilla tribe. Okay. Who is in Us. When you go back and watch it, he is... I I love him. I loved him in Us. Did you see Us? I didn't see Us. It looked scary. It it, it was a little bit. It wasn't too bad. I got through it, so... And I, that's not me, like, be like, I got through it. That's me, like, that is a low bar for horror mm-hmm. movies if I got through it. Um... But uh, I love that actor. I love that character. He's I like his whole like why does black like he's a good guy, mm-hmm. which is different from the comics. In the comic, he was man ape. Ah. <laughs> and they they went well. That's a terrible name. Yeah. And then he was just like a full on bad guy. Like I'm gonna kill Black Panther. And they made him so interesting in the movie. And even in you know minor spoiler alert, whatever they have a battle scene in Wakanda in Infinity War or Endgame or anything, he's there. Like, oh. he's, like, he doesn't have any lines, but he's, like, 
I'm part of this mm-hmm. now, and I like that. I love that character. Um, I tell um, be honest, I don't. I saw Black Panther like two years ago. I don't recall right. that character, but um, I think make a good point in that the world building of Wakanda and Black Panther is so interesting, and I feel like they really flesh out all of the supporting characters besides just Black Panther himself. Like when I think about that movie, I don't necessarily just think about like Chadwick Boseman's character. I think about right. like. His uh, is it his sister his, or yes yeah I think, Sur- Shuri Suri I think. who's who's like the tech whiz and like who, did you see uh, did you see Endgame no no I haven't I've seen okay Iron I didn't Man know if you saw the new one and Black Panther, Black Panther pri- prior to prior to starting this so there's implications that she might be smarter than than Iron Man and I love that oh <laughs> like, and she was I love that character also I love Daniel Kaluuya who speaking of us he was in Get Out. Um, he is also one of the only male characters in Black mm. Panther in our generation who you do not see shirtless, and I was not pleased. But <laughs> yeah, that's the movie where I learned that Tara, I guess, really likes Michael B. Jordan. Oh, Tara, yes. My- no, no, I lied. I lied completely. We saw Creed first, oh. so and then and he looks real good in that movie. Um, yes. No, I. Oh, Michael B. Jordan. Ever since, um, ooh, Parenthood, when he was in Parenthood. Um, You're right. I, yeah, I just lost a headphone. Uh, well, on my side, it sounded like... <laughs> so. <laughs> uh, anyway, when he was in Parenthood, I was like, oh, this guy. And then I watched Friday Night Lights, and I was like, oh, hello again. And then, yeah, and then I try to watch almost everything. I haven't seen Creed, though, but I try to watch most things he's in, and I'm always like, well, hello, Michael B. Jordan. We need... We need to. Did you see him when he's a little kid in the wire? I, I've start. I've I've seen the first five episodes of Wire like four times, and I can't get past him. But yeah, oh, that's right, that's right. Him as a little kid in the wire. I'm always like, oh. Um, I uh, we need to 100% get into the actual bulk of this episode. But I did you know because I talk with an authority about Friday Night Lights, but I haven't seen past the first few episodes of season two. Uh, First of all, you've never talked to me about it like an authority of Friday Lights. You've told me that you could not get through it, and okay, um, and that Tara like loves it, and I've been like, this is why I like her better than you. So <laughs> I just couldn't get past Landry and what's her name, Tara killing Murray the guy. Landry. Okay, you've got to. Here's the thing: so many people get hung up on it, and I get it. NBC told the writers this show needs more like thrilling elements and needs more suspense. You need to do something like Speaking outrageous. of thrilling elements, ladies here. It's- Lady! That means mom's home. <laughs> means your walk's done. Yes, I have heard that I need to get through it. Well, well it's, it's I, like, I understand why. Just get through those parts and know that that plot line is never brought up again because the writers then were like Screw you, NBC. We're not going to let you dictate the plot of our show. We're going to continue to make the show that we've always wanted to make. Can you hear that? Yes, I heard the squeaking. Oh, oh, lady. Are you ready to get started? Yeah, I I actually took a whole page of notes on one episode, and I just I watched them this morning. They're fresh in the old noggin. Awesome. Well, hello, Seattle. I well, hello. I don't know. Why I said well. <laughs> well, hello, well, hello Seattle. <laughs> like, like I'm re- like it's like a. You're panning through like a, a study and there's a fire going and I'm reading a book. I'm like, well, hello, Seattle. I didn't see you there. Is that because of the fireside <laughs> chat you attended yesterday? Yes. Uh, hello, Seattle. I'm Ryan. I'm Laurel. And we're the Craniacs. We get together a lot during this quarantine and we talk about Frasier. Laurel is a longtime fan of Frasier. Watched it growing up. I am a relative noob to Frasier, but we are moving closer and closer to the middle of the to the, to the the middle of the series halfway point which makes 
Yeah, which makes me feel like I'm a little more well-versed in, in, in Frasier than most people. Did I say something wrong? You gave me a weird Oh, look. no, no. I, I, oh, oh I, I, I didn't know if I said listening or craniacs <laughs> instead of Frasier. Uh, no, I, I think I was actually trying to figure out what you would be like in terms of cause what we used to talk about, like education-wise. Maybe you're like close to getting your like master's or something. Um, or maybe you're just about to graduate undergrad. Maybe. I feel like there's um, there's one big plot point we need to get you past before I think we can say you had your you got your masters. So yes. Uh, so we have two episodes today that I, looking at the names of them, I was so very sure that they would be a two parter. Yes. Because they have similar names for some reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one is the life of the party. It is episode. I, episode. It's always it's, a it's weird. Season five, episode twenty two. Fed up with the pathetic, excuse me. <clears throat> fed up with their pathetic love lives, Frazier and Niles throw a singles party at Niles' apartment. They are soon at odds over the same woman. Martin tries dyeing his hair to appear younger for the party. I watched them yesterday, so sometimes when I watch them yesterday, I'm kind of like, "What happened?" But as soon as we hit that <laughs> the synopsis, I went, "Ah, yes, I remember this one." Yes, yes. I think so. I took a page of notes on this one, and I think perhaps. Half of the notes, uh, half the page is in the first scene, like before the first like scene mm-hmm. change. Because <laughs> I don't know, I just found yes. it very quippy and funny. Oh, well, uh, yeah, it's just all three of them. I can't remember the impetus of why they all just start talking about how bad their loves lives uh, are. Well, Niles starts talking about, and I found a lot of parallels to them struggling with their love lives to the quarantine. Perhaps that's why I wrote so many um, notes, but Niles is talking about all these new antiques he's purchased. He just got a Turkish prayer mm. rug, and Fraser suggests that Niles is buying all of these things because he is trying to fill a void in his life that a woman could fill. Um, yes, and they're, and they're talking about the parallels, at which point they talk about the Civil War ramrod. Yes, yes. At at, at which point Niles says, oh, you Freudians, which I enjoyed uh, by itself that they have a Jungian Freudian-like head buddy who's like, oh, you Freudians. Sometimes a ramrod is just a, well, I can't. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I I think think that the first part is so funny. Um, When, like, Daphne is talking to, this is why I thought it was interesting that, like, where Martin has like one perspective of like here's what you should do and Fraser and Niles have a different one yet everybody like comes together because at the end they're all like looking for somebody to date mm-hmm. um when Martin talks about getting geezer mail <laughs> once yes. he turns 65 um I feel like my parents started getting stuff for AARP like when they were in their 40s um because AARP starts at 50 so you can start mm-hmm. getting those discounts I was like mom dad get those discounts <laughs> Um, what was what was the the hair color that Daphne Cinnamon Sable? Yes. Uh, also, and, and t- tell me if I saw if I understood a Facebook post you did correctly. Did Tara recently cut your hair, or is she offering to cut your hair? She is. I she is offering to cut my hair. I what I said. I said make America cut hair again. What I meant was, I am very much against opening any businesses. I think it's very important that we, we we flatten the curve, we keep to ourselves. Like as someone with an immunodeficiency, it's very important. Except for one business, and that business is the most important business of haircuts. Because I ha- I don't know if you can see. All this. Move your hand. Move your hand. Or put your hand down. Uh, okay. I mean, yes, I can see. I can see you're getting like that little like Dracula point well, in the, the back. Let me take the the headphones off for a second because that's 
part of it. Look at these luscious locks just running your hands. There's so much of hands it. But the biggest problem is that since my family comes from Missouri, I have hillbilly blood in me. <laughs> so it grows here first and here first faster than here. So it naturally turns into a mullet or in some cases a rat tail. So many people in my family growing up had mullets and rat tails. Like, not even kidding. Like, when we had family things, it was short up top. It mullet. really complements the facial hair you've got going on. Yeah. It's, it's a the, whole the, look. Hey! <laughs> I, I may have been watching My Name is Earl lately, so that might have been some. That's exactly the, the facial hair you're growing, yes. Um, so, the, I've actually, so my hairstylist, who I'm, like, Facebook friends with, I've been going to her forever, it was like, don't you dare, like, like, don't you dare cut your own hair. Like, I feel like people are starting to do this. Um, and I've actually been thinking, like, you know, maybe I'll just do some, like, face framing. Like, like, like not actually cut length off, but just, like, some some layers around my mm -hmm. face. Because all that's just going to grow out. Like, that's the thing about hair. I'm not going to do anything drastic, but I'm not going to, like, give myself bangs. But I just, I, I don't know. I need something. I didn't realize how many people outside of my home I rely on for my own grooming. <laughs> that it is like I just imagined your head on a dog's body at like a, a show like a like the the tall ones with the long hair that comes down is that a lapsa opsa yeah, or something uh, is that a lapsa maybe I know exactly what you're talking about I mean guys it is like not unlike the scene in the airplane hangar and Miss Congeniality like what I'm gonna need after this <laughs> <laughs> like I'm just gonna be shuffling from station to station <laughs> Just, just, I know what you're getting at here, Laura, but just sort of, here's no, you look fine. <laughs> like, you don't look disheveled at all. You're not the one growing a mustache and, like, his hair is going off. It doesn't look like any minute I'm going to be like, you want to come to the monster truck rally, <laughs> I mean, Laura? through the grace of genetics, I am not growing a mustache. I have some friends who are like, I will have a mustache by the end of this, so. Here's a hair talk we talk about. Tara, um really liked martin with the with the dyed hair yeah, when he when Roz was like it looks totally natural no one could tell and then she made that face i was like i actually think it does look pretty pretty good, good. <laughs> like i think we could tell because we've seen before but like if he was in a movie with that hair and you'd never like if like you've seen the character without it and he looks very distinguished with that like silver yeah. fox thing going on but but that just looked like, and it did make him look young. Oh yeah! Now once it started melting down the front of his face, uh, I mean, which is really funny. This is skipping ahead, but when he was like, when Daphne said, you know, that's not cinnamon sable, and he was like, no, I got color in a can. Uh, and then and Fraser said, if only there had been some clue. I use that line like if only there had been some clue or I, a, a variation of it for so many things. For example, uh, I went to go see The King's Speech, which is one of my favorite movies. With Colin Firth. Oh, really? Uh -huh. Yeah. Uh, Colin Firth won the Oscar for it. It won Best Picture back in 2010. Um, for those who don't know. Uh, anyway, I went to go see it with one of my friends who also loves British movies. Her husband decided to tag along. On our way home, he's like, yeah, the movie was really slow. There was so much talking. And like, it was just like, it was just like conversation after conversation. And I was like, really? The King's Speech? If only there had been some clue in the title <laughs> that it would have been about a lot of talking. Maybe you thought it was like William Wallace's speech in Braveheart where it was going to be a speech and then a battle. Yes, th that's what, how you make a two-hour movie set around World War II is... <laughs> you refer to the speech previous to the battle. Yes. Um, 
I remember liking that movie. The a King's lot. Speech it's with like or, or Braveheart. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, yes, both. I've already said it's one of my favorite movies. It's a, I think it's a fantastic movie. It's a good example of like how I think movies are really well made when they make something that should not be at all suspenseful, like edge of the seat suspenseful. Like when he is making the speech at the end on the radio, like I was like sweating in the theater. I'm like fidgeting in my seat. I'm like, oh my gosh, is he going to get through it? Well, I remember watching The Crown and then dealing with the whole the the one uh king is the word absconding uh, the, abdicated, the throne abdicated. Ab- abdicated absconding abdicated. is um, stealing taking yes. it <laughs> yes okay abdicating the throne which would have been a much cooler movie um <laughs> i don't know i, don't, I wouldn't have gotten very far that the king's heavy. thief <laughs> yes um so i i just remember when i was watching the crown i went okay so like that's how mm-hmm. i kind of adjusted who was who in my head and it is kind of funny to think that you know like when queen elizabeth was born she was in i mean she was going to live a very for being royalty normal life she was not supposed to be you know a princess and and become queen and the queen yeah she was i mean it was just her i think she says this in the crown like she points out to her uncle like you never apologized to me for like what you've done to my life so did you see where the queen made a speech recently and she wore like a green shirt? Yeah, yes. Yes. Did you see the inner because green is the the color that's easy to take out of a picture and replace with something else like for yeah, green, green screen green. technology? So did you see everybody like putting like a Metallica shirt <laughs> no, on I her didn't. and stuff like that? Like there's one where it's just it's all pictures of the queen like going down into infinity like the queen's wearing the shirt of the queen wearing the shirt of the oh. queen. I'll, I'll send some of those yeah, out. Post those in the group. Um, anyway, back to back to this episode that I had a lot yes. written down about. Um, yes, hit me with some more. Uh, so another thing that I'm wondering if you and Tara are doing during this quarantine time is, are y'all em- embarking on a lot of retail therapy? Because I find that I'd really weaned myself off Amazon, and now, like, like I just got some new loaf pans in the mail today. So, Well, here's here's the thing. If, if I was to answer that question, I might be incriminating myself. Uh, especially against one of our particular listeners who listens to this podcast. Um, we did buy a whole bunch of new podcasting equipment that I'm now wondering like what I need to return and stuff because some of it's not working correctly, which really upsets oh, me. Um, but uh, yes, a, a little bit. We're doing pretty good. We're I think most of our money is to the is to um, Tara has gone out and bought huge amount of food twice now. Mm-hmm. To kind of keep yeah. the the pantry stock, um, and we're doing pretty good when it comes to cooking. We haven't done a whole lot of. Excuse me, my my bloody marys are getting to me. Uh, we haven't done a whole lot of uh, going out, but between but oh my god, how much how how much are all our water bills going to be? Because I feel like I do a full load of dishes every yes, day. I, I feel like I am running the dishwasher every other day. Like a full load. Not like, oh, I'm just like, there's a few things in there, but I need them. So run the dishwasher. It's like, no, full loads. Also, I feel like I'm doing slightly more laundry because now I'm like washing all these mm-hmm. things. I just like keep seeing around the house. I'm like, oh, I should throw that in the wash. But my electri- I'm worried about my electricity bill. We had someone come because they were doing this and we're like, well, let's just have them do this. Um, and power wash our concrete. Mm-hmm. Like people in the neighborhood are kind of doing odd jobs to make more money. Yeah. And he, first of all, I thought that was going to take like a few hours. He was here all day and he was hooked up to our hose like all day. So I'm like, well, there goes that washing, that washing bill. Um, 
I've been finding myself doing a whole bunch of odd jobs this morning. I woke up at about 8.30 and cleaned all the toilets for the, like a spit shine. <laughs> and then I uh, um, cleaned all our cast iron stuff and reseasoned that, cleaned the stove. And let's see what else have I done this morning. I just got done preparing dinner, like doing something for dinner for later. Like this week, I feel like every day I got off of work, I was like, Tara's like, do you want to play a game? I'm like, I want to watch TV. Like, she's like, do you want to do this? I'm like, no, I want to sit here. And today I'm like, what am I going to do? But I also caught her talking to a friend on the phone and saying, I just, I need to get him outside. I don't know how I'm going to do it. Like, I'm like, excuse me? Um, yeah, I, uh, it's, it's interesting to see like what people are filling their time with. Um, I, I, like many people have been baking bread. Um, and mm-hmm. baking, baking I, some different things. Uh, shout out to listener question mark Amy. Does Amy? Listen? Oh, I, I think she listen, listens occasionally. Yeah, I hope she listens to this one because I was very excited to learn she's putting all her baking stuff on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I yeah, I I feel like our generation is going to come out of this with some skills that like I feel like we didn't have. Like, I think a lot of us are going to know how to make uh, you know with a cooking, not necessarily from a. Uh, recipe specifically, but going, okay, what do I have in the pantry? Oh, I know how to do yeah. this. Yeah, and I, it's funny. I made a pie crust last week, and uh, it, it, it takes... For what kind of pie? Uh, I was making a quiche. I was making, like, a... Uh, not a quiche Lorraine. <laughs> Quicher! I hardly Quicher. Um But I... Uh, and I realized, you know what? The, it, it tasted good. The pie crust tasted good, but I was like, this is too much work. I honestly prefer a store about pie. So yeah. I was like, okay, that's good to know. Like, I've made a pie crust. Yeah. Didn't, didn't love doing it. Didn't love it. So, like... I read this article once that was, like, things cooks and restaurants never make. And, like, it was things that they're like, there's just... Whatever you do... One was, like, ketchup. Oh. Like, they're like, there's no... Ketchup, you just buy ketchup. Yeah. And if you want to flavor it, put something else in it. Otherwise, don't make your own ketchup. It's never going to taste much better than yeah. this. Yeah. Um, getting back to the episode, getting back to both episodes, because I have a big note that Tara and I both agree on this for these last two episodes. Uh, Frasier is the worst character on Frasier. <laughs> Go Frasier on. sucks these two episodes. Um, this one, like, anytime someone, it was, anytime someone was being kind of a pain in the butt, or like going out of their way, like, it felt like, so, so Niles and Frasier, they hold this singles party where everyone's at. Uh, including Roz, including Martin, mm-hmm. which is kind of like, it's, I'm like, man, I wish I would have thought of that idea. <laughs> I like the idea of telling, I don't think I ever did this growing up, but I like the idea of like, oh, married couples hit the bricks. <laughs> well, what, what's um, funny is I feel like so many TV shows did this. I know Sex and the City had at least one episode where like, if you were a woman, you had to bring a single guy and like, and then everybody like mingled and stuff. And I was like, I feel like these don't happen. Yeah, the closest I've had times where it's like all the single friends go out, mm-hmm. where it's like, but that's kind of like unspoken. It's not like okay, it's singles night. Yeah. Like it's not like that. It's it's like so and so and so and so are married, and they're gonna have to call in early and blah blah mm-hmm. blah. Yeah, you know, I've done I've done that. Now I'm on the other side of that. Obviously, yeah, I was gonna say look in like, the mirror there. Yeah, I know, right? Um, but yeah, I, I I've never heard of this thing before. But then they're both interested in the same woman, and then. It feels like Frasier is really trying to, like, go out of his way and come up with these outlandish scenarios for why she shouldn't go with with 
uh, we shouldn't date Niles. But then, like, Niles makes a comment. She goes, oh, do you live with your father? And she goes, no, a grown man living with his father? How ridiculous. Fraser lives with him. Like, he, yeah, like I, I, Niles is putting the truth out there a little when, bit. When he said, when Fraser was like, the thing for us to do is for neither of us to pursue her. I was like, or let her, like, take the cues from her as to who she's more interested oh, yeah, in. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's something in movies and TV shows that they do, like, it's like, the men don't get to choose. She's not a trophy cup. Like yeah. <laughs> she's a person. Um, yeah, I, I I agree with that. I also thought Fraser interrupting Daphne's stories and then being like, "Oh, I'm sorry, continue." So she would lose her train of thought. I was like, "That's a d- move." <laughs> like now, on the other side of that, like I'm like, I went, "That's a genius move." <laughs> like because she was, and it, I've said that. These, I feel like these last like handful of episodes of the last half of the season not to be very punny but they really made Daphne seem very like moony like yeah. she's very I thought you were say Daphne very Daffy which is also applicable yeah I think I just lost all my Fraser notes how did this happen well okay we're gonna go for memory now folks I don't know I think I hit something and I deleted that note did, file. did, did you, did you shake your phone to like get it back do you have an iPhone? What if I held up an etch a sketch? <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, I do. Oh, can I well, shake? Well, sometimes it? if you like deleted it, <laughs> you just you sh- okay. Well, <laughs> it'll say like undo delete or something. If you shake it, through it. No, I don't know what happened. <laughs> um, but th- so the big things in this one are like Fraser and Niles are trying to go after the same woman. Martin is, is having. Martin's very suave. He's very good at like he hooks because he hooks Niles up with that yeah, woman initially. Yeah, he does. Um, he he not doesn't hook him up, but he connects him. He goes, "Oh, this is my son Niles," and they have a connection. And Martin is a wonderful person, and like goes, "Oh, this is clear. Like I'm watching a love connection happen." And he almost like like physically texts us yeah. back. He he tries to introduce Fraser to someone, almost seemingly like like it wasn't you know. It, it turned out I think Martin was trying to use the fact that he knew mm-hmm. his Fraser was his son and she was a fan to benefit Martin. I don't want to say hook up well, or to, get to with, benefit, yeah, yeah. To, to yeah to benefit Martin. But then it also felt like at first like he was trying to hook them yes. up, but then he's like, okay, well this didn't work. What well, you and I seem to be hitting it up. Like Martin was very naturally good, which at is this, not at which makes not me at all wonder. surprising. Like he's somebody who I think has a lot more like social awareness in situations like this whereas Fraser and Niles get a little yes. too cerebral and in their heads about it so absolutely um but then Martin's problem is he realizes uh he starts to get up to go get a drink with this woman and he's left a stain on the back of the cat of the of the thing on on this thing now uh, uh listener alert I'm about to tell a wrestling story there's a really great wrestler who dyed his hair and he got hit on the on the on the canvas and he came up and there was this huge black spot and then after the match they realized after they were wrestling it was the same thing they were leaving all those black spots. I think if you actually instead of making this like Renaissance painting like you're making right now <laughs> Um like you would have enjoyed that story because I thought it was very funny. But I didn't the story realize story wasn't that, like, that funny. I, I heard the story. <laughs> listeners, write in. Let us know if you thought it was a good story or not. Zack Ryder. Anyway. <laughs> and I just think that... I don't know. I thought that whole bit of him leaving the stains around... 
girls often have this issue with glitter. Um, I, uh, you, you remember the semi-formals we would have in college victory, um, that would be in the spring semester, my senior year, I borrowed this great silver dress from my friend Kristen and it had glitter all over it. I was like, wonderful. I, my friend hosted a pre-party at his apartment and he was very fussy, very clean, very Niles-esque. Um, and I left glitter like to this to this <laughs> day, he probably if he still has that sofa, which he probably doesn't. There's probably still glitter like embedded in it. I remember like seeing him that Monday and him being like, "Laurel, I have vacuumed my couch more times like than I can count. I have used like duct tape. I have tried everything like lint rollers, and there is glitter embedded in my couch." <laughs> and I was like, "Um." Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I'm pretty sure my date like probably had like glitter like embedded in his jacket or something. It was just yeah. It was. Um, I feel like we've gone. We're, we're getting we, pretty we, deep. We, into yeah, this we, one. we've gone astray. Um, but the big thing we need to talk about, make sure we cover in this, is Roz has her yes! baby. Yes. Roz, Roz's water breaks on Turkish the prayer rug. Rug. And and we go back into another instance of Fraser being the worst ever, where she's like, "Take me to the hospital," and Fraser's like, "Well, let me just say goodbye. Let me do all this." I didn't think that was terrible. Like, okay, like yes, like let me say my goodbyes and we're gonna go. Because I mean, odds are she had some time. It's not like the baby's like crowning. So, I mean, I don't know. I it didn't feel like Fraser's looking at but, it that way. I think Fraser wasn't going. Oh, like oh, I have time. I think Fraser was going me uh, first. That, okay, that is true. Also. I got kind of upset about this. Did Ross not have anybody in the delivery room with her? I know. Tara said the same thing, and I thought the same thing, where it was like, good for Ross for doing that, because she didn't seem upset, but that might have just been because it was a male writer going like, and then Ross goes yes. and does this, because he doesn't understand the concept. Yeah, and also to have that. The, that way they could have the scene in the waiting room with all of them. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I also, I, but I remember you pointed out in previous episode that you didn't think Ross and Daphne were that good of friends, but Daphne comes to the hospital, so I was yeah. like, I, I think they actually, you know, are, are pretty good friends. Um, can we also talk? And then they all like, Sorry. Then they all like come in and we're like, "Oh, great, we gotta go. Goodbye." <laughs> like they just came like. Well, they also like Roz is exhausted and it's probably like come in, say hello, see the baby, and then go home so she can like go to sleep. Yes. Um, but uh, can we talk about Daphne had a, a not a blind date, but met a guy at the grocery store. He invites her to a family bot mitzvah. That alone is weird. And then she gets stood up. <laughs> This is very. I think maybe he did it and then go. Well, this is weird. Why did I do that? Uh, but, um, I don't know. I was just kind of like, what? Uh, so that 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 brings me to a question: Have you ever gone as a date to something like a wedding where like you didn't really know the person very well, or brought somebody as like a date to something where it was like you'd only gone out like once or twice? I mean, the closest thing I can think of is sometimes is when you, you so you were talking about victory for mm-hmm. Gamify, and I'm pretty sure I went to victory Gamify. And I'm sorry if my date is listening. I don't know who my date was at all. Because I think we all would go Mm -hmm. in groups and there were situations where it was like people were like, you know how you had like alternates and plays or like understudies? There were like understudy dates who were just like, so and so I can't get a date she actually wants to like create a relationship with. Let's, are there SIG up understudies? And I was like, (laughs) like, Waiting for somebody like on a, on a bunch of stairs, and someone comes in like, hmm, you. This is gonna sound okay. First of all, that seems a little straight. This is gonna sound terrible though. But we would so for example, like there were just people. 
Here's a question, Laurel. Were you my date? I don't remember. No. You were there. I oh, remember I that. I was there. No, I wasn't your date. I, my victory dates, I can tell you all my victory dates were. So, um, not to be like, oh, I can tell you who they all were, but I, I yes. can. Um, but we would, like, there were just people who always had to be at, like, Gamma Phi events, Clark being one of them. And so, let's say none right. of us had actually, none of us who were, like, good friends with Clark had actually asked him as a date the day of or the day before formal or something, I would go to the list because the list hangs up in the house where you just write your date's name in and I would just scan and be like, okay, so-and-so doesn't have a date. I would like, if that person lived in the house, i go ask them or whatever. And I would just be like, can I just put Clark's name next to yours so Clark can come to victory or formal or yes. whatever. And they would usually be like, sure. He wasn't necessarily their date, but like... Do you remember when... Um they would release people's names into the into the newspaper that was like for crush parties. Oh, I didn't remember it being in the newspaper, but like. So okay. that would, well, because I'm so yeah, much older. Yeah, Newspapers, um, what are so those? <laughs> my freshman year, me and my roommate, I think my roommate, yeah, we would just go up and pick two names and sometimes go, hi, I'm so-and-so. And, they, and if they were like, oh, they're already then there, we'd go like, goodbye. And we'd turn around and leave. <laughs> but if we went up and they were, were like, hi, I'm uh, uh, Jeremy Jackson, <laughs> they'd be like, oh, yeah, sure, come on on. And I'd be like, here we go. <laughs> so we went to a couple crush parties we weren't invited to on somebody else's name. Uh, we might need to explain to people what crush parties are. Because looking oh, back, yeah, I'm like, the, the phenomenon's a little strange. So you mm -hmm. the it, like the i guess the birth of crush parties was so you could invite a crush anonymously without them knowing that yes. you were the one that invited them and then when they showed up you somehow like let them know that it was you or well, you didn't and they were just there and which whatever doesn't seem like a lot um, of fun <laughs> but but the way i think the way possibly because me and my roommates started doing this and also bragged about it so i believe it probably that idea got around was what they used to do is they would just print you know gamma phi is doing a crush party here and they would just write the 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 mail invite list and you that's how you found out you it, were invited. it would be published in like the daily and, campus <laughs> interesting yes so that was when we would go all right this guy we'll get there early and we'll, you're this guy you're this guy and sometimes and they the first thing they did is some of them started checking yes. IDs. And then sometimes they'd just be like, oh, yeah, come on up. Just check the list. And we we're like, So, but yes. when I was PRVP, public relations vice president for uh, Gamma Phi, like, under me was the social chair who planned all the parties. And so we, mm -hmm. what we would do is we would print off, we did not do the newspaper, you'd print off a list of the names. So it'd be like, you know, SIG up. And then it would be the list of the guys from SIG up that people had signed up wanting to invite to their crush party. And then we'd usually go get, like, a dozen cookies from, like, you know, Oh, what was that place called? Right by campus, um, JD's Chippery, and like I would like she and I would go around to the fraternity houses and be like, "Hey, give up yes. my crush list! Like, see you there!" And like drop it off or whatever. Yes, I remember. Um, that. I was out. only a substitute date ever once um, for it was sig up for victory my junior year and. This is so strange, but sure, I'll go to victory to hang out with all my guy friends. So I, I got one more story, like, and then side note, really... like focus it on was this so fun it was like one of the best like one of the best parties anyway continue so we had our sig up like when we actually got like we were kind of like a, a when we first started we're like a probationary yes. chapter because i remember off this. campus so we we had our big installation like, yeah. dinner and yes and we uh i put together this video that was going to be a recruitment video but they wanted to show it to this thing so i was like for a week, which, sorry if 
my mother's listening to this, but like I was like skipping class and putting together and, and editing and doing all this stuff and putting together this video. And sometime before then, um, uh, a uh, woman, a, a girl on the uh, 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 SMU basketball team, we were at a party and it was like she really wanted to come to this party and everybody else she knew was going to this party. And it was like I had no intention of asking a date because I was like, oh, I was, I was like, I think I was sleeping from like 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. and just working through the night and that was it for like a week. So I was like stir crazy, cra- insane. And so they went, well, you should ask spaz you should have spaz and he'll you'll be his date and i was like okay sure fine it'll be great whatever if you want to come that's fine you can be my date we go to pick her up she walks out she has a parent like she is trashed and everybody is like oh yeah she's done a whole bottle of wine maybe two bottles of wine just herself and she's a smu basketball player so she's normally mm-hmm. my height. She is in heels. This is the first time i've ever been on a date in my life where i am the shorter person so it was a little off i was like okay so she's there. My parents are at this thing because people's parents were there. So they're there oh, for the she's dinner. Oh, she's your date. She's your installation thing. Got dinner it. Got and it. dance Sorry, and big thing and like. So we're there. She's my date. Like we do the dinner. I'm freaking out because I have to go up and present this video. We do the video. Blah blah blah. So now I can relax. It's been two weeks of like getting about four hours of sleep a day, and I can finally relax. And my parents leave. And she turns into what I will... She is a lovely woman. I've forgotten her name. I, I used to be her friend on Facebook. We kind of... I just was like... I called her just because we never talked. Um, she became what I referred to as Frankendate. Because it, she was just like... I, so, a couple things happened that night. Number one, I'd relax. I finally like got in my groove. I had a few drinks. I was like, I can relax. Two, there were two to three... There were three women there who were um, alternative dates who apparently thought I was attractive and just had never, like, come out and said anything, and this was their time. I was, like, firing on all cylinders, Laurel. I was like, hey, how's it going? <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And every time it'd start getting like, hey, do you want to dance? I'd love to dance. And, like, their date was like, yeah, okay, whatever. I'm just using an alternative date. I'd, we'd start dancing. Things would be going. And then all of a sudden, Frank-a-date would appear out of nowhere and be like, my date! She would yell, my date, at the top of her lungs and grab me. And she kept, and, and like, get low by uh, mm-hmm. Lil John was big. And she would start getting low, and then she'd just kind of stop and, like, hunch over. And I'm like, do you need help? She's like, yes. And I have to help her back up. And it was like, she was just, and then she got so drunk, she apparently, she disappeared. And I was like, okay, great. Like, I, I, I feel, you know, I, I I don't come off as the coolest guy in the story. Well, it, it's, it's hard when you don't she, know somebody, and they've done this to themselves, like... Yes, so she disappears into the women's bathroom and is like crying, and everyone's like, "Your date's like sobbing in the bathroom." I'm like, "I'm like, oh my god, why?" She goes, "Because she's afraid her boyfriend's going to be upset she's on this date." Which I don't remember if I knew she had a boyfriend going into this, but like nothing was like before any of this happened. I was like, "Yeah, mm-hmm. sure, whatever," and I was like, "Oh," and I remember just being like, "Are you? Do you guys mm-hmm. got it?" And they're like, "Yeah," and I'm like bye <laughs> like i'm like i got like the worst thing i could do right now is involve myself yes. in this situation i'm gonna go uh try and be mr smooth but by the time i'd return everyone been like oh he's already got a date i'm like no but um i do feel like i, I mean I, let me close the loop on that party though it was so i was like prvp of gamma Phi at the time so i was like had a level of responsibility at gamma Phi parties at Sigat parties, I had no responsibility. So it was A, <laughs> so much fun. I was like, a bunch of my girlfriends were there. It's like Sigat dates. Like a lot of my guy friends were there. 
I remember all of us coming back to the sorority house, all of us ladies, that is. Um, and we just, um, mm -hmm. <laughs> perhaps a bit um, intoxicated, perhaps perhaps we had been overserved, and um, that we all. Thanks for blaming <laughs> us. Uh, and we ended up having a moment that I think is probably perhaps one of my favorite moments of living in the house, which is all of us sitting on the main staircase of the Gamma Phi house in our formal attire, giggling and talking about the party. And I was like, this is one of these shots that they like tell you, tell you you'll have when you like live in a sorority house <laughs> is like all of your friends in your That's party awesome. dresses, like giggling about boys, <laughs> which is which exactly what we were doing. It was like 2 a.m. And I'm sure we were loud as all get out. But <laughs> do we want to rate this? Speaking of life at the party, <laughs> do we want to rate this episode? This all these conversations have been totally on topic because this is about parties. Um, <laughs> yeah, let's go ahead and rate this episode. I am going to give this seven, um, seven, ten thousand piece puzzles of the wheat fields. Mm -hmm. I am going to give it uh, seven uh, hair stains, and I give this this conversation eight, yeah, ten it's, out of ten. It is. It has been the quite the the journey down memory lane. So the next episode, guys, is. Party Party, which that name led me to believe that the previous mm -hmm. one was going to be a cliffhanger. This is going to pick up. Uh, Frazier makes a valiant effort to spend time with a charming woman who he recently met, but he inadvertently keeps missing their appointments due to a string of amusing circumstances. This one was yes. weird, like, on, like, yes. three levels. Like, the whole story between of, of Niles and the Safari Club, like, was great. I, I, if I could, if that had been mm -hmm. a full episode, I think I, it would have been wonderful with like Frasier yes, ducking. I wanted in and more out. Safari Club. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But the whole like Frasier just met a woman and was super interested in uh, like hanging out with her. Like the whole every time it would, didn't work out, I would turn to Tara or Tara would say to me, "We'd just be like, it's not going to work. Just dump her. Just like yeah, it's, it's yeah, done. Yes, you just, haven't actually done, gone dude. out yet. Like you could just be like." And, and as we learn in the end, it's the universe telling you to not pursue this. <laughs> no, it's not the universe telling him. It's karma. He absolutely deserves that six-hour uh, drive to, okay. to Spokane. Because, again, Fraser sucks a lot in this it's episode, true. too. And Tara really pointed this out. This is me mostly being Tara's mouthpiece. Because one of the points of this episode is he tells everyone he, does, he, has he doesn't have plans. He wants to just stay at home and watch the opera for his birthday. His dad wants to take him to Chimps on Ice, which, by the way, if you ever get Chimps on Ice tickets, I think I, if I'm not your number one choice to go with you, I don't know what's going on. This isn't just to you, Laurel. <laughs> I was about to say, why are you telling listening. me this? I've never seen anything <laughs> on ice. <laughs> really? You never did Disney nope. on ice or any nope. of that stuff? Nope. The ice capades? Did you ever go ice uh, skating? I have gone ice skating. I'm not good. The only ice Laurel <laughs> has is in a good is, is in my cocktail <laughs> shaker that I got this week from Crate and Barrel, 40% off. <laughs> But then his dad and all his, his work compa compatriots put together a surprise party for him, which I'll agree, I don't like surprise parties. Like, when Tara has surprise parties, I go, don't plan anything this day, you're having a surprise party. And the surprise party is mm -hmm. what we do. Yeah. But like, but like, they all wanted to hang with them and have a party, and he was like, oh, I have to get out of here. Like, at that point, just call her and be like, hey, I gotta do this. Like, I, or invite her I over. I guess I'm of two mindsets. One, they should know Frasier well enough to know that that's not something he wants. In what way would Frasier ever be somebody that wants a surprise party of work colleagues that he never spends time with outside of work besides Roz? I agree with that, but also, like, it's not always everyone else's job to change their plans for Frasier. Like, they're doing something nice for him. 
And granted, he should have a little bit more gratitude of like, or he should come clean and be like, guys, I have to thank you so much for doing this. I have this date I've been planning. Like, I did end up making plans. I know I said I was going to watch the opera, but But I did end up making plans. I know. (laughs) Yeah. My Frasier episodes are seven minutes long. It's like, everything is resolved. Yeah. So so I just had this conversation. It's one of my best friend's husband's birthdays today. And she was talking to me and she was like, yeah, he's at the garden center. She's like, this is what we want to do for his birthday. He wants to like spruce up the herb garden we have. So he's like at the garden center picking out herbs. And I was like, you know what? I, I'm fully <laughs> of the mindset that uh, Le- guys, Leo just tried to jump on the couch and missed. And it was funny. <laughs> it was like, it's like Return of the Jedi when the Ewoks attack. <laughs> just, bah! This little furry thing with flying <laughs> oh, that's in right. He's been sitting here this entire time. You just haven't. Yeah. That's oh, really? Like down. <laughs> All I, but I just saw him like this. Like, <laughs> like I just, like his hand just came, like it just came um, in the frame. Anyway, hey, Leo. Leo says hi. Leo. Side note: Leo uh, had has now been to the veterinary ER and the real vet twice in the past week. It turns oh, out no. he has pancreatitis. We finally figured it out. Um, and so oh, he's on the mend. And but my bank account is not. Um, but anyway, I am a firm believer that people should celebrate their birthday however they want. And if that is staying in your pajamas all day and watching the five-hour Pride and Prejudice from the BBC, maybe that's just me. Like that's that's how you should spend it so i didn't like that they were like no one should spend their birthday alone so we forced this surprise party on you and i'm like that is agreed i agree like to me i was like that's so tone deaf for fraser that what made any of them think you would like that well like yeah i can't fraser i don't think wants to spend the day with noel and <laughs> Bulldog. Period. Playing charades during a birthday. Gil wasn't invited. Oh, man. Well, Gil. You know, Friday's a big night for restaurants. Gil was out. You know, trying a restaurant. There you go. But, That's right. Um, That's right. That's yeah, right. I just. I don't. I don't know. So I. I felt some of Fraser's frustration there. Um. But yes, I agree. He should have just been like, "You should come over to this," or like. Yeah. He he ends up picking up his date and she's like well i have to go i have a plane to spokane he's like well i'll drive you which first of all like can she redeem that ticket who knows second of all like i immediately i i immediately went who wants to sit in a car with someone you just met for six hours to which point he gets in the car and realizes she's a she's she's basically an evangelist um and so it's funny. We had two very different thoughts. I thought, I wrote down, okay, this is actually romantic. And Fraser seems giddy about it. And I was like, it's nice to see Fraser like, excited about this. And then, but then I already remember that this is what happens. <laughs> and she's, she's like, I was there. Oh, I hate the opera. I was there with one of my converts. He's like, converts. And she's like, yes, I was converted by Brother Michael, the true, <laughs> the true evangelist. Yes. I think this would be romantic if it was date two or yes. three. I mean, I think it'd be romantic any time after that. Like, I think if I had to drive Tara six hours or someplace, like, it'd be a very nice gesture. Like, now it'd be mostly like, shut up and let's listen to a podcast. But, <laughs> but, um, this isn't the Craniacs. Um, but, uh, she, you know, like, I think this was, he had met her once mm-hmm. at a thing. This was supposed to be date one. So, hi, I'd like to get in a car with you. With a guy who's already flighty, he could be like, you're going to end up yeah, in the trunk. And Th- that, that was one thing where I was like, like I guess this is a public figure. She may know that she's like fairly safe, but but I was like, uh, yeah, I, if a guy was like, I'll drive you six hours, I I don't know that I would be like, this is romantic. <laughs> Hold on, let me alert three friends. Yeah, let me just let me just make sure send find <laughs> like, my friend to like six friends turn, on my yeah, phone. Yeah, let me turn on find my phone. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. 
Um, so I'm. If you want to talk more about that thing, we can. I would love to move on to the Safari let's, Club because, like move I said, on to the Safari I, Club. The, Niles again coming from the previous episode of like I just didn't like the way tre- Fraser treated Niles and the way he kind of jumped into his his game. But like Niles walks up and, the, and he's just like, I've met a wonderful woman. We've had a beautiful night together. Things have been great. And she was mm-hmm. super attractive. Uh, he, I was like, like I, Tara, again, I watched this and Tara's, Tara's like, good for Niles. Like, which I completely agree with. He is like, she's a member of the Safari Club in their hat, which I, have they mentioned I don't the think Safari so. Club before? I don't think so. I mean, it kind of speaks for itself. It's a club for yes. game hunters and stuff. Doesn't age um, well. They but, you know. go down... I found a Facebook group, and I forgot what it's called. Someone pointed me to it. I'll look it up and send it out. It's basically for bad wildlife <laughs> photography. So it's like, so like, there's one where it's like someone has taken a picture of a hippo, and they and the and the and the thing they go, I promise you this hippo is not dead. It's a river, and there's just four hippo legs sticking out of the river, like it's on its back. There's another one that said like the beautiful majestic bald eagle. And it's this big blue picture of the sky and then like a little bit of the head of a bald eagle at the bottom of the picture. But it's all stuff like that. Where that it's that just, would be entertaining, like, especially in these times. What a majestic creature. Um, so they're having a, a meeting of the Safari Club. Obviously, it's a super frou-frou club. So Niles and Fraser want to be a part of it. So they go down to see it. Niles is, is you know, with his 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 new lover. He's I've taken a lover. Have you, do you remember that from... The office. Oh, it's also in Sex in the City. Michael does it when he starts dating Pam's mom, and he tells Jim. Oh my God, I forgot he. Did. It's right at the end, and he goes, "I've, I've taken a lover," and Jim goes, "Oh, really? Who?" He's like Pam's mom. That's funny. No, it's really Pam's mom. Okay, what kind of car does she drive? Uh, gray Camry. And he's like, <laughs> like he just said it, bleeps it out like that. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, do not tell Pam. Um. So the, they have a talk and she goes, don't tell anyone that, you know, this is going on because I don't want them to think I'm having, you know, I'm, I, when we vote, obviously vote you in, I don't want to seem. Biased when I sing your praises. Uh, biased. At which point, now I missed, I must have like looked down or not paid attention. I saw the part where the rhino, the guy, the rhino was yelling at Fraser. Um, what happened? He's like, if I it's wanted like my... Fraser was trying to like back out of the party to be like, but I have to go. And he was back. He backed into him as the guy was carrying his martini from the bar. Yeah. And that shook his, yes. his drink. It was like such yeah. a minor and goes, infraction wanted... and the guy like freaked out. If I wanted my drink shaken, I would have asked yes. the bartender. That's what I, I, that's where I like looked up. I was like, who is this jerk? And he goes, oh, that's the rhino. He's so jealous and he loves guns. Um, you see, they call him that because he gets so mean. Also, his wife, he cheats on his wife, and that's his wife, and it's Niles' Paramore. lover. <laughs> Paramore. And so Niles starts freaking out, and then they go to watch a video, and it's, you can't sneak out now, Niles. They'll think you're, they'll think he, they'll think you're the, obviously the person. Oh, she tells her husband, I'm sleeping with someone here. And so the whole time Niles is freaking out, Fraser sneaks out, and for a while he thinks he's okay, because it's like, oh, he'll think Fraser did it. But the rhino was like, I smell fear. It was so contrived, but it was so very yeah, funny. It was, and also, I feel like this happens in very um, wealthy marriages more often than not because to get divorced would be so expensive that you yes. stay together publicly, but you each just, you just have an arrangement on the side. Um, happens in The Good Wife, if anybody has uh, anybody's watched The Good Wife. <laughs> so... 
um, which you should. Now's the time. <laughs> um, I, yeah, and then at the end, he's like, if you're the person who slept with my wife, stand up. And Niles is like, I'm going to do it. And as soon as he goes to do it, like four other dudes four. stand up. I think it was like, oh, it oh, was, was more. It like... I think it was like six or seven. And he's like, my God, woman, right. you're worse it than was... me. And I was like. And then he's just like, come on, man, let's get a drink. Uh, like, he just doesn't care. <laughs> Which I'm like, this is ridiculous. I also like that she looks mildly embarrassed, but not that embarrassed. I'm like, good for you, girl. Good for you. <laughs> um, Yeah. But that whole bit could yes. have been the whole... Oh, I would have liked uh, to have spent more yes, time in the 100%. Safari Club. Um, the idea of them in a big game club like that is just sounds like such a... Like, if you gave me a Mad Libs and it was like, Ryan, create a Frasier episode of it. Like, they've, they've asked to join a big yes. game club. Um, yeah, I, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that a lot. Um, hang on. Look, I'm, Do you I'm have anything I'm else in this episode? Oh, one thing that I thought was like a plot hole. Roz is at Frasier's party... It's almost like they filmed these, like, out of order or something. Because Roz is there. I'm like, hi, last we saw Roz was in the hospital with a baby. Are we going to have, like, a, Roz, how's the baby? Roz, you look great. Yeah, no one says anything. Also, Fraser just, like, throws yes. her up against the door. I was like, door she is delicate. Oh, get the ice. Um, <laughs> well, even if she was, like, at peak condition, I don't yes, think he should have yes. thrown her. Um, anyway, that, so I just had, I just had like, a, a moment with that where I was like, oh, hey, Roz, you look great. <laughs> like, you sleeping well with the newborn yeah. at home? Um, yeah. What's your you rating? You know, I think I would give this six bags of ice. Um, I think I... Okay, so I'm going to give it two ratings because I think I would have given it five bags of ice but I'm going to give the the possible episode that is just the the Niles Safari episode of a seven because I liked it so much better. But I'm going to give it seven. What were they eating? I, I, I don't know. Uh, was, that, was that the Springbok that she talked about? Cause if, if that is, I don't know what Springbok is. I don't know. It reminded me of that scene in, uh, you ever seen Indiana Jones and the Temple of Is that of the Doom? one where the, the giant where? ball rolls down and he's... Uh, That's the first one. This, this one, they're at a dinner in, like, India, and all the food is, like, chilled monkey brains. And they bring out, like, a monkey head, and they open it up. And she's, like, she, she's so hungry. She just wants to eat. And she's, like, ugh. And then finally he brings her fruit. Anyway. But that's what it reminds me of. There's this thing where they, like, they go, it's it's snake surprise. And it's just, like, a grilled snake. But then they cut it, and then, like, live little snakes come out of it. Like, it's supposed to be a scene to gross you out. But that's what this reminded me of. I thought he was getting something from that. I'm sorry. I've ruined Laurel's day. Gonna no, it's going to give me nightmares. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's what that's what that scene reminded me of. So whatever he was eating there, which he then yes. like put back instead of like put it in your napkin yes. and throw it yes. away. But all right, well guys, if you've got uh, thoughts on any of these episodes, if you want to want to tell us how much if you agree with me or disagree with me about how Frasier is the worst character on Frasier. Wait, if uh, you also want to tell us we, times you were a substitute date, times you've, you've brought somebody yeah. you barely know to an important event, like a company holiday party. I hear that happens a lot. Um, or if you want to be, if you want to have a better name than substitute date, I think there's, oh, there's yeah. got to be I mean, a there's pinch, there pinch hitter is one, like, you know. Um, yes, that's a good if, one. If you, or if you have your own fraternity and sorority formal uh, stories to share, um, I got I got plenty that I have not tapped into. So, uh, or if or if you just want to say hi, I know right now we've got a couple uh, messages queued up 
in the, in the mailbag, but we'll get to the next episode when we do the last episode of the season. Send us an email. We are at craniacs. We are craniacs at gmail.com. That's C-R-A-N-E-I-A-C-S. We are at craniacs on Twitter. Uh, search for us on Facebook, Craniacs of uh, Fraser Podcast. We are on Overcast, Stitcher, Spotify, and iTunes. Give us a five-star review, the highest review that really helps us out. Gives us a lot more visibility. If you're thinking about giving us a four-star or lower review, it's okay to write those notes in there mm-hmm. in a five-star review. Tell us what you thought. But if you just want to give us a four-star or lower review, here's something else you uh, could be doing. Because you've got, got a, a lot, lot of free, free time. time right uh, now. I am catching up on some of the Netflix limited series that I have missed over the past year. And this week watched Unbelievable which um, is starring mm. Tony Collette and Merritt Weaver and Caitlin Deaver, who you might know from the movie Booksmart. Um, it is about a serial rapist um, in... Uh, yeah, feel good. Yes. Uh, feel good. As uh, I described show. it, it is gripping, infuriating, yet important. Um, the acting is phenomenal. The You are like right there solving the case with them. It's all based on a true story. They didn't even change some of the people's names. Um, I've now gone back and read, you mm-hmm. know, what, kind of what really happened. Um, and so it's like beat for beat exactly what happened. Um, I highly recommend it. I think you can watch the first three episodes over the span of a few days, but you will watch the last four episodes all at once because it, it, it pretty much each one ends on a cliffhanger and you're like, well, I'm present play. I got to see what happens next. Um, Tara watched it and she really enjoyed it. I know it's also based on a oh, book, so if okay. you're interested in more reading that kind of stuff, yeah. I, it, well, the only reason I know that is because it's on my Amazon list for possible gifts for Tara. Got it. Um, yeah, so <laughs> uh, I highly recommend it. Also, I keep forgetting to do this. I want to say hi to our youngest fan, baby Aiden, who was born in January and has been listening along with his mom, Jessica, my old roommate. Uh, when she is up with him in the night, she said he already he's already very familiar put, with my voice. So, um, did she put when before when she was pregnant? I imagine her putting the headphones. Um, I, 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 you know, I don't think she eggs. did that. Um, so <laughs> anyway, it's important if if you're pregnant, and you're listening to our show. Yeah. Really consider doing that. It's yeah. It's important stage. Um, yeah, so so baby Aiden, Aunt Laurel can't wait to meet you, and um, I hope you're in, get, in, getting a love of Fraser from this. So, yeah. Well, well, cool guys. Uh, shout out again to baby Aiden and uh, everybody else. If you want to reach us, 